Well, Angel fans, it's Mailbag Monday, and you asked some of the following questions. Will the Halos make a push to get DeGrom? How about Carlos Correa? Should we focus on Trey Turner or Dansby Swanson? And will there be any more trades? And then there's a conversation about Cody Bellinger. It's time to get locked on with Mike and John, and this is Locked On Angels. You are Locked On Angels, your daily Los Angeles Angels podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And John and I thank you for making Locked On Angels your first listen of the day. Of course, every show is free and available on all platforms like Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And the best way to help us out is by giving us a rate and a review. And those watching on YouTube, let us know that you're here by giving us a like, a comment, and make sure that you're subscribed to the show. And don't forget to click that bell to be notified every time a new episode drops. Happy Monday to you and welcome to another edition of Locked On Angels where it's it's your team every day. Of course, you have the Frisch Brothers here with you, a.k.a. the Super Halo Bros. My name is John, and that's my brother Mike. And my name is Mike, and that's my brother John. It's our favorite day of the week. It's Mailbag Monday. It's just another Mailbag Monday. And you, Locked On Angels listeners and viewers, sent in some great questions to our mailbag. You could get us at Locked On Angels on Twitter. And a lot of you sending questions at Super Halo Bros on Twitter and Instagram. And we got some voicemails here. We got a voicemail lined up as well. You can always get in our voicemail line. But we should get right to it, Michael, because there's some good questions on deck yep. for this episode that I'm very excited about. Why don't you start us out with the first one? All right, first question was, do you think the Angels will make more free agent signings? Johnny, where do you think the Angels are going to land? Are they going to be the free agent route? Going to go in that direction? Or are they going to make more trades? Or what do you think they're going to do? That was a great question from Ying Records 101 on Instagram. And Mike, you and I have said in the past that the Angels can trade out of their abundance of arms in the minor leagues, and that's what we saw them do in this Geo Urshela trade that went down last week. So that was some big news for us uh, heading into the weekend, and we'll actually do a deeper dive into that uh, tomorrow's episode, so look forward to that. But man, do I think the Angels will make more free agent signings? I'm very surprised. I think that they will. I think that you and I were hesitant to say that they were going to make good moves this season, and we were worried that with the pending sale of the team that Artie Marino wouldn't give Perry Manassian the permission to make the moves that he needs to do. And Perry Manassian said early on, it's business as usual, and we were like, well, that's GM speak. But color us wrong, because getting Tyler Anderson and Gio Urshela in the same week this early in the offseason, this is a good sign for the Halos. And my initial thought was, hey, they're bringing back Phil Nevin on a one-year deal. That kind of set the tone for me for this offseason in terms of, uh, I think they're just going to, you know, play it through till 2024. But now I'm actually really excited for 23. What do you think the Angels are going to do? Yeah, it really feels like they are the leaders in the offseason right now with the moves that they've made. Because I can't think of other teams that have made really any significant moves typically that happens mm-hmm. around the the GM meetings the winter meetings right mm-hmm. and and we're not even there yet and so i i think that the angels are going to build their team in a few different ways i was pleasantly surprised with the tyler anderson signing i think that that was yeah. going to be the direction i would lean in they would sign some free agents but the trade for geo i think was a great great move and as you mentioned we'll talk about that on tomorrow's show but I think that we're going to see a bit more of those creative moves Mm -hmm. from Perry 
And I think that he is, he's got the hot stove hot and he is looking to really improve this team. It also makes me wonder who's calling the shots behind the scenes. Yes, like, exactly. Is there somebody they, they said we're looking at like, background and and resources for the new owner i wonder if they have somebody in mind and Hmm. they just haven't released it yet and they're allowing that person to give permission to perry to say hey yeah you can spend up to this amount of money or go for it do what you need to do Mm -hmm. or somewhere in between there because this feels very different than any offseason we've had in a very, very long time. With the signing of Tyler for three years and then making a really significant trade for a guy that isn't on the the, the downslope of his career, but actually right. I think could be a benefit to our team. Yeah. I, I really like what we're doing so far, and so I think it's going to be a few different routes that they're going to take, but I do think and agree with this question. I think there'll be some more free agent signings over the next few weeks and months. Yeah, I don't think they're done yet. Hey, how about this question? A with AM Baseball 22 asks, do the Angels make a push for DeGrom or Carlos Correa? Yeah, I think that DeGrom is playing other teams against the Mets just Mm. so that he can get a really good contract. And Mm. and the reality is, if you sign DeGrom, you're going to get an incredible incredible pitcher you're just not sure how many times he's going to be able to go out there and be incredible Mm -hmm. and I think that DeGrom's a Met and he's a Met for life I think Mm. that DeGrom is going to be similar to what Kershaw is to the Dodgers they're going to sign him and then sign him again and then sign him again whether it's one year deal or it's multiple years I think DeGrom's going to get a really strong number financially so I don't think that he really is out there, so to speak. And when it comes to Correa, I I would love to make a push for Carlos Correa. There was that rumor that Gio was a really good friend of his on the Minnesota Twins. And so I love that Jeff Fletcher just tweeted that out. He said, do do what you will with this and (laughs) and allowed Angel fans' minds to kind of roll around in that for a bit. And so I think out of the two, I could see the Angels making a push for Carlos Correa And if there is somebody that they have locked in for owner and he's able to, she's able to, they are able to afford that move and then also get Shohei Otani, I think they're going to go for it all day long. What do you think? Yeah, I, in my heart of hearts, believe that they will make an offensive and infield push over a pitching push like Jacob deGrom. As much as it would be great to have him in the rotation, I think that you want a sixth starter at this point. Somebody affordable, somebody like a Michael Lorenzen type because you got Shohei, who's your ace. You just got Tyler Anderson. We know that Sandoval and Detmers are going to be solid heading into 23. We think Suarez has turned a corner. So at this point, I think you can get that number six and feel good about your rotation without signing the big arm. Plus, you need the offense. We all saw that. Yeah. last season. That was uh, yeah. a, a desperate need for our Halos last season. This uh, next question comes from Eggy Nikki, who always asks really great questions. Mm-hmm. And I'm really actually impressed with the trade scenarios Me that uh, Locked on Angel fans have sent to us. Yeah. There was one of the Brewers that you and I were like, 
I really like this. And so I, I actually really like this one, but I want to get your thoughts. Griffin Canning, who is healthy and is supposed to make it back this season. Uh, Louis Renjifo, and then a player to be named later for Alex Verdugo, mm-hmm. who plays with the Boston Red Sox, also a former Dodger. Mm-hmm. He actually had a really good year last year, Johnny. 151 games, 282, 333, 407 was his slash line. Only 87 Ks, yes. which... I think stands out in all of these stats because the Angels struck out a lot last year. He did have 40 walks. Yeah, 85 Ks. Johnny, talk about Alex Verdugo. Do you do you like this guy? And is he an option for us in left field? So Alex Verdugo is arbitration eligible for the next three years, 23, 24, and 25. His age, 27 through 29 seasons. Mikey made $3.5 million in 2022. So I think Aggie Nikki suggesting when we arbitrate with him, give him 7 million. I think that's really affordable. Yeah. And you know what's impressing or impressive to me is his best position has been left field. You have yeah. Dodger Stadium, which is a more traditional left field. In 2019, he had 6 defensive runs saved. In 2020 with the Red Sox, he had 8 defensive runs saved. Seven in 21 and and zero last year in left field with the Red Sox. But remember, they got that funky outfield because they have the green monster out there. So that kind of adds a wrinkle to it. So a more traditional field like Dodger Stadium, he had a lot of success as a left fielder. And our options right now in terms of defense and left field are are so-so. I think Moniak's the better outfielder. Joe Adele, we've seen him struggle at times, seem to have gotten better over the over the season, but Mike, the numbers for Alex Verdugo are really impressive, especially through his career. I mean, gosh, the 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 power numbers in terms of 11 home runs aren't really there, but I think he's a quality bat, and like you said, he doesn't strike out very much. Last year, he hit 280, 21, he hit 289, he hit 308 in the 2020 season, but what's impressive to me is the last full season where he hit really well was 294 with the Dodgers in 106 games. But I think you get a more realistic number if you look at last year's stats. 152 games, 644 plate appearances, a 280 batting average. I'm actually really impressed, and I think Verdugo might be a great option in left field, especially if you get him and you can arbitrate with him and have some control over that position for the next couple of years. What do you think of the trade? It looks like maybe Canning, Renhifo, and a player to be named later, or Canning or Renhifo and a player to be named later. What would you do to get Alex Verdugo on the Halos? I'd make this trade, and I, I, yeah. that player to be named later would probably be somebody that maybe is almost major league ready. So it'd probably be somebody maybe off the trash pandas because that's where we really have a great depth of players. And so maybe it's a pitcher. Maybe it's somebody like Chase Silseth that would go in there. I know that you're giving up two really strong potential pitchers. And then, of course, Ranjifo. But this is one of those situations where I think that you are selling high with Luis Ranjifo and with Chase Silseth. And then you have this unknown in Griffin Canning. And so I like Verdugo because I the eye test, John, I don't have the stats in front of me, but the eye test tells me dude's clutch. Like this mm-hmm. guy always seems to hit when he needs to get hit. And he doesn't need to hit home runs. I don't mm-hmm. need him to drop bombs. I, we have a lineup that does that. And so if Verdugo is in left field, he's going to lead off for us. And I think his, his spot in the leadoff 
area will only improve his hitting stats across the board. And if he can draw some walks and get on base and not strike out a lot, I mean, that gives a whole lot to Mike Trout and Shohei Otani and the rest of the lineup to do something and and really knock in some runs. So I really like this move. I think this is a great, great trade. Keep them proposals coming, Locked On Angels listeners. We love to assess them. So far, so good. You guys are two for two on trade proposals on Monday Mailbag. So keep them coming. Coming up on Lockdown Angels, let's talk uh, left field. Cody Bellinger is free, and people are wondering if he is a good left field option for the Halos. We'll talk about that in just a minute. But first, Lockdown Angels is brought to you by Bet Online. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your betting, sports info, stats, news, and analysis. You can get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there, from football to basketball to soccer to esports. They've got you covered at BetOnline.net and you love sports podcasts and you do because you're here you'll find those at bet online as well they're always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting fix so head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more bet online where the game starts Hey, we want to thank you for making Lockdown Angels your first listen of the day. And for your second listen today, go and check out Lockdown Sports today. You can get information about the games that matter the most to the biggest stories in sports. There was a big game in Pasadena this past weekend, Michael. College football, UCLA versus USC. You're going to want to get the game. download on that. It was pretty busy here in Pasadena the other day. <laughs> so go beyond the scoreboard and find behind-the-scenes information with local experts and insights only Locked On can provide. Locked On Sports Today is available on this app, YouTube, and wherever you listen to podcasts. It is a Mailbag Monday on Locked On Angels, so let's continue to get to your questions. Johnny Connor Vogel asked this question. What are we going to do with Gio, Renhifo, and Fletcher? Is one of them going to be a part of a trade? We just talked about that in the last segment. Or is this the infield that we're going into this year? So, Johnny, mm-hmm. what do you think is going to happen with those three players? And don't forget Squid. I'll add to this question mm-hmm. and add Squid into that as well. What do you think is going to happen with the infield? Is somebody getting traded? Or are they going to go with this rotation of these three guys? I think you can sell high on Renhifo right now. So if the Angels were to trade him, now would be the time to pull the trigger on that. I know it's exciting to see the corner he turned last season, and you kind of want to see where that goes. Yeah. But you have an abundance of infield help now that you have Gio Urshela on the team. I don't think Urshela is going to be the starting shortstop, Mike. I don't think that's the route that they're going to go. In fact, we got into a lot of discussion on social media, on Twitter and Instagram about, hey, does Urshela play first base? And platoon with Walsh, does Walsh go to left field and play out there so you keep his bat in the lineup? Does Fletcher play short and Renhifo play second? And at the end of the day, I think Urshela can play all infield positions. He's not great at shortstop, and he's played second base the least in his career. Having said that, I think if any one of those guys, first, second, third, short, needs a day off, you can bet that Urshela is going to be in that position. So that's the advantage of having Gio Rochella there. Now, with Renjifo, Fletcher, Velasquez, I am of the opinion that you could get a pretty good deal for Renjifo right now, whether that's another arm for the starting pitching. I don't know that you would want to trade a piece like Renjifo for a bullpen piece unless it was like a closer, 
somebody that you could count on for the end of the game. But I, I just got to say, as, as much as I would hate to see him go, I think now's the time to sell high on Renhifo. But I also think the Angels make a shortstop move. But what are your thoughts on Connor Vogel 750's question? I don't think that Perry's done. Mm-hmm, and definitely. at the end of the offseason and the beginning of spring training, my gut tells me one of those guys is not on this team anymore. Mm-hmm. Perry said when he was being interviewed about the Geo trade, he said, we didn't like our options when we were hurt last year. Mm-hmm. And when we had to put Squid at short, he didn't mention Squid, but when we had to put Squid at short, that really that really hurt us. When we had to figure out what to do at third base, that really hurt us when Rendon went down. Perry seems to think that he's going to utilize Geo in a few different ways. You mentioned the different ways that he can fit defensively. Mm-hmm. I, I just don't think that all of these guys are still going to be on the team next year. Now, that being said, I'm going to also say that Perry is working towards depth. So yes. I think that any move that he makes is going to have to be a, a, a coincided move with one of these guys. So we sign Correa at short. Then I think Renhifo gets traded or mm-hmm. Fletch gets traded. Some Someone's mm-hmm. gone. We sign Turner or Swanson or uh, somebody like that. I think that then you're going to see one of those guys move. If we don't make those moves, then I don't think that Perry is going to get rid of these guys just yet. I could see Fletch playing shortstop and playing it really well. He's great defensively. He's better at second base. And I don't see Renhifo playing shortstop. I see him more at second base because he is better at second base. And then Geo's kind of bouncing around and they have him in different places. You mentioned Walsh in left field. Like all of those options are on the table. I just wonder if they're going to be really, really comfortable with that, John. Because when you have a guy that is kind of playing anywhere. There seems to be an excitement about that, but there are also baseball players are the most routine, uh, yeah. superstitious type of players, right? And, and, yeah. and they need that, right? He, Perry mentioned how Walshy would, you know, let me play that field. I'm going to grab a glove and I'm, I'm going to do it. And that's great. However, I think that these guys need to know what they're going to do that game and, and need to have some consistency there. So a, a lot of, a lot of plates are spinning right now. And I think that one of these guys is going to be gone. He'll be a part of a trade. It'll be one of those trades where we're going to go, oh, it's sad that we don't have Fletch anymore. However, whoo, I actually really like that. I like, I like the move that he made. This is a win-now move, but it's not going to be a detriment to our future. So you think it's Fletch then? <laughs> I, I, I don't think it's Fletch. Honestly, I think it might be Renhifo because I think with Renhifo, you're, you, you, you said it once, I'm going to say it again, you're going to sell high, right? Because he had a really great season and there's not a guarantee. The only thing that Renhifo brings is he's cheap. His, his right. resource is not going to be as much as Fletch's resource. Resource, that's fun to say, uh, it is. And so I like Fletch over Renhifo if I if I had to choose. Hey, Specs Gaming TV, who has a great Twitch stream channel, by the by the way. So make sure you check out Specs Gaming TV. Uh, he's a follower of ours, friend of ours. The Angels sign Trey Turner, right? And then Cheeseburger <laughs> uh, underscore Lover said, "Should we focus on Turner or Dansby, Mike?" There's four. Hot, hot, hot shortstops out there. Yeah. Bogarts, Correa, we've talked about them previously. Dansby Swanson, who is coming off a, a year with the Braves, a career year, actually. And then Trey Turner, who was with the Nationals, got traded yeah. to the Dodgers. He is now a free agent. Do the Angels focus on Turner or Dansby? I've got the stats here. 
Mike, mm-hmm. what's your gut tell you? Who do you like better out of these two? I like Trey just because I think he fits into our our lineup mm-hmm. really seamlessly. I think that he adds a whole lot to the Angels, and and the reason why I think that is because of the fact that he actually gets on base. He does hit for power and can knock mm-hmm. in some runs, but I think that Turner slots in really nice at the top of the order. I think that you can mix and match him and Trout and Otani, and I think that if you bring in somebody like a Dansby Swanson, what you're getting is uh, kind of what you already have had in the past with other mm other hitters you're getting somebody Mm -hmm. who has the potential to hit a lot of home runs but he also is going to strike out a lot I look at his stats right now Johnny and he had a Mm -hmm. great year but don't those stats look like Jared Walsh's stats from two years ago I mean the the guy you know last year 277 329 on base 25 home runs 96 RBIs like Jared Walsh figures it out Mm -hmm. and he's not hurt that's Walshy so yeah. I don't I don't think we need that anymore. What we need We've seen that before, yeah. Right. We need a Trey Turner who's going to hit for a better average, who's going to get on base. Uh, the guy fast. is just a couple of years. <laughs> yeah, he's just a couple of years away from uh, actually leading the league in hitting. That was 2021, and so you also get a guy who's just smooth and and can slide into home plate and make it look really good. So I know his fielding, John, has been his question uh, for for Turner over Swanson. People have said that he's not that great of a fielder. He's more of a second baseman than he is a shortstop. But yeah. I think that with the rotation of Fletch and and Squid and Turner and with with Gio in that lineup as well, I think that you don't have to have Turner at shortstop the entire time. I know that that's mm-hmm. the hole, and they want him to fill that, but I think that Turner would be a great addition over Dansby Swanson. Am I wrong, or is there is there a, a different way that you would look at this? I like Dansby, but like you said, we've, we've seen it before. Trey Turner has been the more consistent player over his career than Dansby Swanson. Trey's a little older, slightly yeah. older. Dansby's yeah. 28, Trey's 29. And you wonder how the age is going to factor into things. But, Mike, I think if you want to win now, I think Trey Turner is the move. And Agreed. you automatically have your leadoff guy. You have a guy who steals bases, can swipe bags, can take two on a single. Like, the guy is so fast. And I understand, again, he'll slow down with age. But I think if you want to win in 2023, I think Trey Turner is the way to go. And honestly, if things don't work out in 23. You probably have a lot of bidders for Trey Turner after yes, the 23 season. Like, like he's he's not going to be done in his career, and so he's going to have a lot more mileage. So if things, you know, fall to pieces in 23, then you have options with him. But I think you go big or go home, and I think uh, Trey Turner is going big in 2023. <laughs> Well, today's show is brought to you by our friends at Simply Safe. If you've thought about securing your home with a home security system, but you've been putting it off, now's the time to not put it off any longer. You're going to want to listen up because right now, Locked On Angel listeners can order the number one rated Simply Safe home security system for 50% off, half off this Christmas. It's perfect for you. Here's why getting security now is so important. During the holidays, property crimes like burglaries and package thefts, they spike nationally, and Simply Safe wants to give you 
the protection that you need. And with a home security system, you get HD security cameras, not just inside, but also outside that you can watch and see and get alerted when things are happening. They give you sensors for every room, window, and door, along with hazard sensors that detect fires, floods, and other threats to your home. And with the app, you can actually access all of your control of your system in a safe and easy and convenient way. Anytime, anywhere, you can arm and disarm the house. You can unlock for guests. You can access your cameras. You can adjust your settings. Don't miss your chance to save big on the only security system that Locked On recommends. You can get 50% off of this new system at simplysafe.com slash locked on MLB. It's their biggest discount of the year, so do not wait. That's simplysafe.com slash locked on MLB. And remember, there's no safe like Simply Safe. going to go to our first voicemail this week for Monday Mailbag. Let's go right to it. Hey guys, it's Anthony Aguilus from Paris, California. Just want to say I love the podcast. What you guys are doing is amazing. You know, I enjoy listening to you guys every morning. Thanks for what you guys do. I was thinking, what about bringing Cody Bellinger over to the Angels? I know he kind of declined in these previous two seasons, but I think maybe he was just, he got nervous of being the face of the Dodgers and all that pressure got to him. Maybe if you take the trip down the, the five freeway, you know, down to Anaheim, maybe, you know, with Mike Trout and Shohei being the face of the franchise, you know, maybe he, we can pick him back up. I don't know. Maybe he's a good defender. We can get up the cheap. Maybe we can fix the swing. I don't know. I just want to know what you guys think about that. Thanks, guys. Have a good day. Bye. Anthony Agalus, a frequent commenter, watcher of Lockdown Angels. Anthony, thank you for your voicemail. It's good to hear your voice instead yeah. of just the uh, the text question. He's a right, real Mike? person. <laughs> <laughs> hey, the news came out last week that the Dodgers non-tendered former rookie of the year, former NL MVP, yeah. Cody Bellinger. Yeah. What everyone said was, oh, Mike Trout better watch out. Cody <laughs> Bellinger's coming up on... Mm. Yeah. Just got non-tendered. Huh. Ouch. Never happened Ouch. to Trout. <laughs> yeah, don't, don't think that's ever happened to Trout. Let me, no, no, never happened. Right. You know what, though? I think that Cody Bellinger could be a nice option in left field. I think hmm. Anthony brings up a, a good question. So here's the deal. Cody Bellinger was set to make about $18 million with the Dodgers. They non-tendered him, so he becomes a free agent. Yeah. The Dodgers could re-sign him at a cheaper cost than what he would have gotten this upcoming season. However, he's also available to the rest of the league and could be signed for a different price. And I have a feeling that whatever ends up being will be cheaper than what the Dodgers were set to give him this season. Right. But Cody Bellinger, ah, he's he's a conundrum. He's confusing. I mean, yeah. I'm as confused as he looks 24-7 when, right. he's on, when he's on the field. He's got that far away look in his eye all the time. Yeah. Mike, here's some things I noticed from his stats, from his rookie season, his MVP season, to now. And one thing that jumped out to me was the hard hit percentage on his bat. His rookie season, 48.6% of the time, he got a hard hit swing. Okay. His MVP season, 49% hard hit percentage. Listen to this, the last two years, really struggling. 34.5% in 2021, the hard mm. hit percentage. So about 15, 16% points down. And then 
38.2%. So Cody is just having wow. a hard time hitting the ball hard. And I wonder where that power went. I wonder what changed in his approach. And the the confusing thing here is it's the Dodgers. How right. have they not been able to fix this swing? Right. So that's immediately what jumped out to me was his hard hit percentage has gone down over the years. But he's an amazing defender. He's got a good arm out there. He plays a good center field. I think he would serve us well in left. I think that he has a kind of a guaranteed floor. And then you can only really go up from there, depending on if the Angels can help him with his swing. Hmm. But what are your thoughts on Cody Bellinger? How does that move make you feel? Is his guaranteed floor better than Joe Adele? That's my Hmm. question to you. That's a good question. What do you think? Joe Adele's... (laughs) Somebody on Twitter, I, I wish I could remember who it was. They said... Cody Bellinger's floor is higher than Joe Adele's ceiling or something okay. like that. And I was like, okay. ouch, that's like, that's pretty harsh. That feels over-evaluation uh, over ev- of, of Joe Adele. <laughs> oh, I was going to say an over-evaluation of, of Bellinger. But <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but you know what? You get a good defender in left field with Cody Bellinger, and then yeah. you get some pop every now and then. And... I think you get the pop from Joe and Joe Adele every now and then, but you don't get the defense, if that makes sense. Yeah, but, I think that the benefit here is the defense. I think that that's the thing that would put it yeah. over the top for me. I just feel like it it potentially could be a hole in the lineup. And remember, that four through nine was awful. And I know we had injuries, mm-hmm. but this doesn't feel like you're helping that four through nine improve. Mm. I mean, let's say yeah. that you have Stassi hitting lower part of the lineup and he's playing catcher, and then you have <laughs> sure. Bellinger right after him, and then you have Squid. <laughs> I mean, that that's not three guys that you're super excited about hitting back yeah. to back to back. And yeah, it's yeah. about lineup construction. There's something about Cody that is intriguing because of what he's already done, mm-hmm. because of how young he is, and because he is a really great defender. And if mm-hmm. we can... If we can cover him up, which sounds so odd to say, in the lineup, <laughs> then I would say that this might be a, a at least something to consider. But we we had this discussion about Squid last year. If we can cover mm-hmm. him up in the lineup and he has really great defense, but then look what happened. Injuries happened, yeah. and days off happened, and those types of things. And so I'm, I'm going to lean in the direction of, mm, I think that there's some better options out there. Let's look at those better options first. Yeah. And, yeah. and then go from there. This also feels like a desperate Angels move from a few years ago. Like, hey, here's a guy. Mm-hmm. Let's grab him and let's see what happens. But the moves that Perry has made already, they don't feel desperate at all. They feel like yeah. this team is already better. And getting Cody doesn't make me go, mm, they're going to get better after they sign Cody. That's a good point. It feels like every move so far has been very intentional. And I think taking a gamble on Cody at this point is not in the playbook for the Angels. I think that they want to win in 2023. You want to put a good team around Shohei. Maybe Bellinger isn't the move that says, yep, we're winning. We're taking it all this season. I think that you could probably have more of a sure thing in left field, whether that's via trade or a free agent signing. There's still some decent outfield options out there. So maybe the Angels will go that route. Hey, Uh, Our friends over at Halos in the Infield had a fun question for us to end off with, and they said, favorite Marvel Defender of the Diamond minor league logo. If you're unaware of the Marvel Defender of the Diamond, they have redone so many minor league teams' logos, 
and they're gonna actually they're gonna actually have those uniforms in the upcoming season so it's really exciting they announced it in 21 and it's going to happen in 23 mike do you have a favorite logo from the defenders of the diamond uh, i'm a big fan of the lake elsinore storms logo uh i mm. don't know if you've seen it but it, it looks it looks awesome I mean, it looks like it. uh it looks like green goblin to me like or from uh, the old spider-man cartoon like yeah. i like the hood yeah and <laughs> it almost looks like red hood or something like that like yes. yeah, it's, it's got this kind of wizardy sort of ronin kind of covering his face mm-hmm. a little bit it, it, it it's really it looks awesome. I mean, it just looks scary and it looks awesome. I, I, I don't know what the previous logo actually looked like, but that logo is pretty rad. I like it. What about you? Dude, I'm going to cheat and just say Rocket City Trash Pandas because, number one, it looks like Rocket the Raccoon yes. from Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. But he's got this evil twisted look and then or on his forehead where it looks like his eyes come together like he's angry is the shadow of a rocket It's a ship. rocket. So I love it. This one looks dang awesome. Yeah. And I'm happy that it's one of our teams who participated and... Uh, got this really sweet logo. So I'm a fan of the Trash Pandas logo, Marvelized. I think it's marvelous. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks for making Locked On Angels your first listen today. Now for your next listen, check out the Locked On Sports Today podcast. They share some of the biggest stories of the day, instant reactions, big game recaps, and the take of the day. Available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, we hope that you'll give us a follow at Lockdown Angels on Twitter and, of course, at Super Halo Bros on Twitter and Instagram. You can connect with Mike and I and comment below the video if you're watching on YouTube. We love your comments and responses. Mike, what do we have on deck for tomorrow's show? Well, we talked a lot about the Gio Urshela trade. We're actually going to dive a little bit deeper, talk about where he'll play, what it means for the team, and who we actually traded to get him because he was in our top 30 prospects. So we're going to talk all about that tomorrow on Lockdown Angels. We hope you'll join us for that conversation. Until then, my name is John, and that's my brother Mike. And my name is Mike, and that's my brother John. That's going to do it for this edition of Lockdown Angels, and we'll see you right back here tomorrow for some Urshela talk. Thanks, everybody.